Hey, listen, it's a Talking Games podcast. I'm Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello. And Steve Stay. Hello. Our, our regular host, Jackie Turner, is not here tonight, so uh, I'm going to try my hand at this hosting thing. I don't really know. How to, I've never done it before. You might be a little rusty, man. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's been, a long, it's been a long time. Decades. Yeah. I have definitely not hosted 600 podcasts in my, <laughs> in my life before. It shows. Yeah. I'm sure people will be not happy with my hosting abilities, though. This is my first time ever hosting this show, I think. Oh, no, I did the, the best of last year, I think. Yeah, you always do the best of our yeah. game of the year. Yeah, game of the year shows. So The only one that can corral the hatred. <laughs> but this is a normal-ass uh, Talking Games episode. Uh, and we, uh, we have some stuff to talk about. We, we actually have had a couple weeks to play No Man's Sky. After Last week we had, I think, a day to play it. Yeah, uh, so Justin has put in a few hours, so I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, we have a couple, you know, the the PlayStation, the PlayStation, the PSN Play uh, promotion is over, but our last game came out Bound, and I think Steve and I are both played a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so and Deus Ex: Mankind Divided came out uh, this week, so I haven't got a ton of time into that, but I can, you know. Also, the um, the technical test for Titanfall Two. That's right, technical test for Titanfall Two, which I put a few hours into there as well. This past weekend is continuing next weekend, and if anybody. Um, wants to get into it, you don't. There's no beta codes or anything. You just download it from the store. Uh, it surfaced very well on the Xbox Store. I had to like dig for it on the the PlayStation Store a little bit. It mm. wasn't in my like featured section at all. Can you search? Like you can just put. Search. You can just search for it. Yeah, yeah just like it, that's what I did because yeah. it was the same thing actually with the Overwatch tests. Although mm. I think like on day two they moved the Overwatch test to the front of the store. I wonder why. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you have to just like search for Titanfall, and then when the game page comes up, hit down on the D-pad or just scroll down. Eventually, like technical test will pop up. Yeah, but I think I, I found it. I went into like free the free games because I was just like, oh, what's like? Is there any new free to play stuff? And it was like the third or fourth thing on the free thing, and then I just got it. But uh, but then I was on Xbox One because I was seeing if my my magical game fairy had dropped off any more free games for me, uh, <laughs> which I do every like week. Uh, I forgot about that. And uh, didn't this time around, but it was like right when I turned on the system, it was like in that right like featured bar. It was like Titanfall 2, uh, you know, um, technical test. You know, I, the last time I got a game, I got I got Mirror's Edge Catalyst, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not that long ago. So uh, from him, from the magical game fairy, wherever that him or her, I don't know which it is, but... Wait, you have a magical game fairy? Oh, you, you maybe weren't here when I talked about this on the no. show. So since... I've pretty much gotten the Xbox. Every once in a while, just a game will show up in my library that I didn't buy and I wasn't charged for. Um, like I've got, I got the Division, I got Mirror's Edge Catalyst, like Super Hot showed up. Uh, both of the Metro remakes showed up. Can you gift games no, onto someone's account? You can't, and and they're not part of my account. So if I look at like the games I've bought. Like even yeah. if they had gifted it to me, like if you give somebody a gift on Steam, let's say it adds to their library and goes into their like purchases, it's not in my purchases, but I can delete it and re-download it whenever I want to. Um, and the thing we thought about was maybe it's maybe it's like uh, leftover from when Jackie had the system, but I, I mean I completely wiped the system and made it my home Xbox, and Jackie has a new Xbox now, uh, which she uses. And for a while, I thought maybe it would track, but then I don't. I, no one in Jackie's household bought Mirror's Edge Catalyst on, right. on, on Xbox One, uh, and it, it has it has been happening since about the time I got it. I just didn't realize it because I, I think I just thought like, oh, this is like Mortal Kombat X. I think was the first game that it happened with, but I thought it was the demo or something, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then it wasn't until 
don't remember what game. There was a Metro game. So they, they were downloading and they popped up. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I didn't buy these games. And then I, then I looked at my purchase history to make sure that no one was ste- like, you know, you stealing my information and, and using it. They're not, they're not. So somebody must, there must be some wires crossed in, in, the, in the back end of Xbox. They're like, this Xbox is also belongs to this person. And I'm getting whatever games they download digitally. It's amazing. Onto their system. Uh, you know, I don't know if it will just end one day. If it does, whatever. I mean, it's not like I bought the games anyway. But it's just a very interesting uh, situation. Maybe it's Xbox PR trying to massage you a little bit before they approach you. It's a weird grouping of games, though. Like, but I can tell it's somebody buying them because when stuff when there's like a big sale or something, Mm -hmm. games will pop up a lot of the time. So, uh, it's it's interesting development, but it hasn't been one for a while. Uh, So interesting. Yeah, I don't know. They're not they're not buying stuff on the Xbox right now. So my magical friend out there, please. Get back to buying games. <laughs> Probably when the the games start dropping again. Yeah, when Titanfall two comes out, you know, buy it digitally on the Xbox. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I'll get a chance to play it. But I'd be turning that thing on every day. I turn it on every like week to just check it to to, to see if it's there. That's if I'm not playing it. Which I mean, uh, there's nothing exclusively out for it, so I haven't been playing it. But uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation for sure. It'd be amazing if it was one of those like super midnight release digital people. And it just, you happen to be connected to their account mm. and you just like an influx of stuff coming in. I, I, I won't look at Gift Horse in the mouth. The, the funny thing that I was really excited, I was like, oh, the Division's on here. And I was like, I don't know anybody's playing the Division on the Xbox One. I was like, that's the point where we were supposed to play this game is, is with other people. But, oh, I think I, I think they got Hitman too because I Hitman popped up my thing. But, they just really want you to play that game. Yeah, but I already, I already bought it on PS4. So come on magical friend please don't already don't buy games i already own it's ridiculous uh, but yeah so that's that's my that's my dealio with what's going on there justin how are you doing doing all right i can't i'm sitting here thinking like oh man i'm just gonna ask me what i've been doing i have no idea it's one of those <laughs> playing no man's sky yeah playing a lot of no man's sky uh put some time into titanfall over the weekends just did some family stuff mm. um if it was anything of note, I would remember. Mm. But uh, no, just like hanging out outside, I think, while the weather is nice still. Yeah, the weather got a little nicer this weekend, which was good. Yeah, the, it was... The heat broke up. Yeah, no, I'm sad about that. I like the heat. It's been too hot, though. I know, but when it's like 70 degrees in the middle of August, it's like, oh, man. That's my that's my dream right there. No. That's why I want to live in like San Diego, it's because cold. that's yeah. it's always 70 yeah, degrees. Yeah, but sure, there. when it's always 70 degrees, that's great, but it's like cold here like eight months a year. Yeah, but you know, in like it will get down to 70, and then some random like week in October, it'll be 95 degrees again for no yeah. reason. That's uh, probably true. It's been the hottest year ever. Yeah, I saw year. that. Yep. So other than that, the same old things. Steve, you've been traipsing around the island playing Pokemon Go, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, I have. I've been enjoying the hell out of that thing. Before we started, you said you've been to places on the island you've never been before. Yes. So are these like dangerous places? Or are you like are you hanging out no. in people's backyards? No, but actually, <laughs> no. I do have one one tiny story. Um, I've been going around uh, Long Island a lot with my friends. We've been planning like routes and and day trips and stuff. A lot of this is because we enjoy the app, but also for the exercise. This is the most I've exercised in a very long time, and it's very good for me. Uh, I've lost, I don't even know, like somewhere in the teens as far as weight nice. is concerned, uh, which is fantastic. And uh, we've been to like a lot of the parks. We've been to Heckshire Park. We've been to oh, Argyle nice. Park, um, Riverside mm. Park we went to. And uh, we went all, not downtown Huntington, but we stayed in the car. Okay. 
Because that place is... Huntington Station? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That place is scary. Don't want to get out of the car there. Um, but the best spot, like Port Jeff is cool. Uh, it's always hopping. It's starting to die down a little bit now. But uh, it's really nice to walk around there. I went there this afternoon for like just a half hour after I got out of a doctor's appointment to walk around. And um, still seeing like parents and their kids playing mm-hmm. together and, and the parents like, you know, bent over explaining to them who they just caught and what type, type of Pokemon they are. And it's just really, really nice to see. But the best place that I've found so far is uh, actually Smith's Point Beach. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, my mom went away for a couple of days and had me staying at her place and like watching the animals and stuff like that. And she lives about 10 minutes from there. So for a couple of days in a row, uh, I went down there and met some friends. And it's just such a cool experience. Like, I, I love talking to the people that I run into playing this game. You know, everybody's trying to help each other out. Like, unless you get the kids that every now and again, they'll be like, there's a Dragonite, there's a Dragonite. And it's total bullshit. And you know it is. But, um, We've made a couple of friends, like exchanging phone numbers, hanging out, grabbing a beer down to Smith's Point, like the following day. Are you going to be here tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be here, you know, around seven, blah, blah, blah. And um, it's been cool. That's, that place is, is hot, though, for that stuff, because there's just, there's not a whole lot of Pokestops, but the ones that are there are usually uh, activated with lures. And so it's just this, like, nexus of Pokemon activity, and it's all in and with in and around the same area you can keep circling and just keep finding new stuff uh i've got like a hundred and twenty something of like the 140 whatever uh pokemon that are in the pokedex and um yeah i mean it's just been it's just been a blast you know i've i've i didn't get into pokemon until college uh, where I went to my second college at Gibbs and just everybody was playing it mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. Like if you weren't playing Pokemon, you weren't talking to anybody, you weren't a part of the group. So I believe that was when Diamond came out mm-hmm. and I got into that and it's just, I enjoy it. Like I know it's by nature, it's kind of repetitive. You're doing the same thing. You're going around to the gyms. It's supposed to change with the new one, but I love the idea of having an RPG that instead of getting like swords and spells and stuff like that, that you're collecting these pocket monsters and you can evolve them. And it's so incredibly customizable. And for a long time, I spent so much time worrying about like, am I evolving the right Pokemon? Am I wasting my time? Should I not even bother? And the fact of the matter is that when you get down to it, you can level up just about anything that you like. Even if you just Mm. like it visually, you can make use of it. So... I, l- I like that there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of weapons and or spells in the form of these little monsters that you can that you can play with. So, uh, yeah. And honestly, a community game that gets to me like that one does is, is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. You should try going to uh, Eisenhower Park. Yeah, that's that's going to be next. Because that's really busy just with regular people. So I'm sure that I need be a lot of Pokemons. I went to two places specifically to try and find a Snorlax. And one of the places was like this little harbor museum. I'm not kidding you. It was literally a room where you walk in the room, you go around one time, and it's a small room. You go around like a um, like a, a case with like maps and, and telescopes and stuff in it, and it's over. They wanted eight bucks to go into this and walk around the room one time. I was like, I'll see you later. Maybe I'll just hang out outside. Maybe for a there minute. was a Snorlax in there, though. I don't know. No, you just you just you just passed up a Snorlax. I don't know. So on the way back that day, we're going down into uh, Patchog mm-hmm. to go get some barbecue, and we took this like weird ass way. My GPS was being very strange, 
And we wound up going through this industrial complex that's okay. like off of Patchogue. And we passed what was a like dilapidated coal plant. Nice. That was all, dude, this was like right out of horror movie it territory. Like it. Yeah, for sure. That like driving past it, I was looking for people just standing in the windows <laughs> and uh, graffiti everywhere. The perfect place if you wanted to do like a cosplay mm. and, and take like really cool photos mm. of like, you know, nuclear fallout mutant mm. stuff, you could totally do it there. Uh, and yeah, besides the parks and getting all the exercise and walking around in the fresh air and everything. It's just been a lot of fun to be active and playing games and being social and walking around with friends instead of just sitting around in someone's house trying to beat the heat. Yeah. So yeah, it's been good times. Cool. It needs the, the app itself needs help. Mm -hmm. It's a work in progress, but what's there is enough to have a good time. If you're into that kind of thing. Cool. Let's talk about not going outside at all. But exploring infinite worlds, Justin. Infinite worlds and possibilities. So last time we talked, uh, you had, we'd only got you and Steve had got to play a couple hours each. I think at that point, I hadn't played it at all because I was waiting for the PC version, which is its own its own story uh, here. Its own nightmare. Its own nightmare. <laughs> but uh, but now you've sunk something like thirty five hours, something like that, into the game. Uh, tell me about your sort of. Uh, the sort of loop you've gone on as far as like how you started off feeling about the game, where you got to and where you are now about your feelings about the game. Uh, so, I mean, everyone knows we were real excited about the mm. game before it came out. Yeah. We talked about it a ton in the years leading up to the actual release. And I think, um, I think a, a pattern that a lot of journalists went through um, and uh, you know, I follow the guys from the Kotaku and you know, for the first 10 hours of the game, the game, the game is fantastic. You, you, everything you see is new, but after 10 hours, you're like, well, like I realize, like the, there are infinite number of worlds here, just about, mm -hmm. but they're all littered with the same things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the same, the same outpost, the same trading post, the same drop pods. Right. Um, you know, you're, I, I see different variations of animals, but they all kind of look sort of similar. Um, I haven't really come across any like huge ones yet. They all look like creations that were made by some mad scientist who yeah. like, bolted parts on together uh well i mean some of them do sure yeah, i mean like but a cow I, with crab legs um <laughs> i've seen some I, i've seen some real wild ones like I, i've yeah. seen um flying squid like uh oh, wow that's cool that, like in that was like a, one of the bigger animals i'd, I'd seen it was like the size of a, a, a beetle i would say like a volkswagen beetle oh, okay i was like that's not big justin but no, it was um, very small <laughs> yeah but they were like flying in a group of like seven. Oh, that's cool and they were only like flying like a five feet off the ground oh wow that's um interesting. I haven't really come across any um, aggressive animals yet. I came across one aggressive animal, and it was like the size of a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in this planet with... I, I've, got, I've gone to a couple that have had a lot of life on them. Um, and a couple of them... And the ones that I was sure... Like, these look like crazed like coyote jackals or something... Or like, no, no, they're like plant eaters and they're perfectly... Thing. They're cool. They're cool. But then I was walking through the grass and I, for the first time ever, I got like this exclamation point on my screen that was sort of like pointing like towards... Something. Like something. And I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, did I piss off the Sentinels? I didn't do anything. Like I haven't done anything. And then I get like my screen like this little like, you know, like, oh, you got hurt, like flash really quick. And I turn around and, and oh no, I got to my ship and I like jumped on top of my ship and it's just like this little... Like, like I said, chihuahua-sized thing, like, looking up at me, like, just, like, jumping up and down, 
trying to attack me. Uh, the so only I one shot I, it. The only one I've really seen so far is I was uh, in an ocean and I found a like I've actually that's probably the biggest creature I've seen. It was like the size of a shark. Oh wow! A big like a big thing, but it wasn't a shark. Mm. It was like it looked like a giant crab. <laughs> Um, that was stretched out okay. and it wanted to eat me. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I got out of there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we, we, you and me texting, texted back and forth yeah. a bit, um, around like 10 to 15 hours in the game. I was like, you know, it's not everything that I wanted it to be. Now I wasn't one of the people who thought this was going to be the, you know, the end all be all for video games. The last games. game you'll ever like, need. Like the last game. No, it's like, <laughs> no, that's, I, you know, that's as far as I had know, games. yeah, as far as I know, they had never marketed it that way. Yeah. And I kind of knew going in like, hey, this is going to be an exploration game. I'm going to get my way to the center and I'm going to stop playing. And I said like the moments I said to you, the moments that work really, really work. Um, there's there's a spectacle to it that most games can't capture. But unfortunately, that spectacle doesn't stay around very long or it, you get used to it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the moments that work really do, but there's not enough of those. Mm-hmm. And there's no story to speak of. It's really just after 10 hours, you're seeing what you're going to be doing in your like 700th hour of playing the game. Right. Nothing really changes going forward. And that was disappointing. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to keep playing it. I want to get to the center. I want to see what that's all about. And then the more I've played it, um, I've come to appreciate what it is. And it's like a farming simulator mm-hmm. and for the most part. You know, I, I have a singular goal in mind. I want the, I want the platinum trophy. Right. Um, that's my goal right now. And so to do that, I'm I'm on this one planet that I came across, and I am just farming this <laughs> this mineral. It's not even a mineral; it's toxic something. Uh, I actually had never seen it before on any of the planets I had visited. I've warped. I've gone through a few black holes. I have like th- two or three atlas stones, um, and I came to this one planet before going through another black hole in the quest to document all animals on all planet on ten planets for that trophy. Mm-hmm. I found these little things that um, you have to use the mining tool on, but if you get too close to it, they throw out spikes like puffer fish. Okay. And they'll damage you. And they're worth like 30000 a piece. Oh, wow. Whoa. And they are littered around like plutonium, um, like the most plutonium you've ever seen. They're, they're, I mean, they are everywhere. So I'm doing runs where I'm making like a million dollars in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. And so Ooh. I now have like $28 million Oh, wow. units or whatever um and so i'm gonna buy the most expensive ship i ever saw was like 29 million it was like 45 slots or something like that it's like 40 something i think is the max i think 42 is the max you can have on your exosuit so maybe that's the same for your ship mm. I think 48 48 is, yeah um so, so in somewhere in the 40s uh so i'm gonna grab one of those and i've only got a handful of trophies left after that and but i like i'm a, i'm a I'm enjoying the money game of it. It's like, mm-hmm. I like seeing the number the money number go up and then I'll buy yeah. a ship and then, you know, I'll go somewhere else and I'll, you know, I'll be able to max out my inventory to fight space pirates. So I could put up, put up better shielding on my ship mm-hmm. and so on and so forth till I hit that platinum. And then what happens after that, I'm going to still work my way to the center and see what it is and then say, see you later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got the, the PC version and, and I mean the, the problems it had at launch are very well documented. You know, it was crashing for people. It wasn't running at all for people. It was running horribly for most people. And, uh, when I booted it up, you know, I definitely had to adjust some settings. And, and one of the, one of the really annoying things it does is that every time you change a setting, you have to restart the game, Oof. which Ugh. that doesn't happen in PC games. Like I change settings all the time. You know, I can, I can change every setting on it and not have to, and not have to reset, but whatever, you know, I think that they very much, because of what I think P- PS4 was obviously the first skew for this thing, and so they worked like their asses off to get out the door. And then I think that the PC version was like obviously important to them, but not max important. So there's just like little things like you couldn't Alt Tab out of the window without it crashing. So you couldn't be playing it, get out of it. You know, I gotta go do something else on my PC and then go back. <laughs> you couldn't do it. 
uh, and there was just like a lot of stuff you had to turn um, VSync off, but then and then and then turn this like shader quality up to this one and do that and play it in borderless windowed and all this kind of stuff to make it run correctly. And I did all that stuff. And when I was playing it first. And I read this when I was like looking up stuff about it was that it was running very badly for people at first, but then as the game, if you play for about an hour, the game sort of like righted itself a little bit. You know, it, it started to correct like the issues that it was having. And I found that the first time I was playing, and I found that I could run it pretty highly and not have horrible problems. Um, but you know, for me on the PC, like every time I enter the atmosphere of a planet, it just seizes up. Wow. And like, I mean, it, I mean, I didn't say it seizes up. It goes to like two frames a second oh i had a game first time the game dropped for me to like it was it dropped to like five frames a second for really not doing anything mm-hmm. and it was the only time it really stuttered like that for me yeah so every time i enter the atmosphere planet it happens wow so i never get that like oh my god like look how pretty this planet is moment with it because it just it, as soon as that you hit the atmosphere and you get like that you know the atmosphere burn yeah. effect on your screen it just freezes up and like the ground might as well be like you know the, the texture of a table you know that that's how detailed it is uh and uh so that happens every time if i if i spin in a circle it, it the, the frame rate plummets immediately wow um and it, it got better for a while and then it just started getting worse uh, and, and to the point where i was playing and like everything i was doing no matter what i, I put everything down to to low you know at one point to see if it got any better it didn't really get any better performance wise for me uh, and it's not like, you know, I have like three times the minimum specs you're supposed to have according to their sort of hmm. their requirement sheet. So that, that bummed me out. So that was definitely, it definitely didn't hurt, help my experience that I wasn't able to get like smooth experiences very often with it. Uh, when it was running smoothly and I was playing it, I definitely, it's one of those games, right? Where you're like, Oh, I'll just, uh, Oh, how long, how long I've been playing for half an hour. Oh, it's been two and a half hours that I've been playing this game. And I don't even know what I've done. You know, I, I've, I haven't left the planet yet. Yeah, exactly. I've mined this stuff, and that that it's like those side activities in a in a Bethesda RPG, right? But that's the whole game, basically. For me, the issue is like I just and you actually gave me this tip afterwards, and I started doing it in the little time I've played since we talked, which was just sell everything because you're you always can get more, and you can you can buy more if you really need to buy anything else. But the inventory management, which it's just not, it doesn't fund to me. Every every five minutes, I was it's getting not. inventory full, inventory full. I'm like, yeah. what am I supposed to drop? Here? I hate the warnings for the suits. Oh yeah, the suit warnings. It's like, don't don't say you know suit energy low. If it's seventy five percent, you know, just say just give me a blip up on the screen that says, hey, your your suit energy is at seventy five percent. But I don't need to hear suit energy low at seventy five percent. That's a little ridiculous. All that stuff, those little things bothered me. Um, I don't dislike the game by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely was sitting there at 10 hours. I got to 10 hours and I was like, I just don't know why I'm, I'm doing any of this. Yeah, I had, I mean, I, everybody on, from my crew was playing it mm-hmm. at one point, which I was surprised at because most of them had no interest in it. Mm-hmm. And some of them, like my friend Nick, who had no interest in the game, said, I'm never going to play that. He's played it just as much as I have mm-hmm. and he's more into it than I am. And there are some friends like my friend Andy who, uh, played the game for 10 hours consistently got thrown out to the p like it crashed on him uh, okay repeatedly mm-hmm. to the like, every time he tried to warp out of a system it would crash on him so he actually had to warp back a system 
just oh, to be wow. able to continue the game and then go in a different direction. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, they've come out with patches and things trying to fix it. But, I mean, like I said, once you've played the first 10 hours, you've seen everything there is. Like, you've seen the loop of No Man's Sky. Right, yeah, And course. it's whether or not in those first, like, 10 hours, if, like, that's something that's appealing to you or not. Yeah. And I would like, look, I think it'd be a, it'd be a fun game for me to every, maybe every couple of days twice a week or something Mm -hmm. just play for an hour mine kind of because it is sort of like a relaxing sort of mindless Mm -hmm. loop to go through but with the performance problems i'm having it's really tough and also the thing is even on super like even on max settings the game doesn't look as good as it looks on the ps4 the game doesn't look as good on the PS4 as it supposedly did two years ago. Well, yes, but I'm saying like the there's just like a muddiness to the way it looks on yeah. PC. I think the anti-aliasing tech like stuff in it is really bad, um, and it just it looks like I think Jeff from Giant Bombs it looks like there's a layer of Vaseline on yeah. it, and it just it's it that visual the the visual impressive nature of the game, which I think even the version that's out like when you're playing and we did the stream. I was like, this looks good. Like, this is like, there's some really cool things about how this looks, and you lose a lot of that, um, you know, uh, from the version that that I'm playing. Uh, and there's just little things I don't like. I mean, it's part of the game, right? And so I, I I can't dock it. But just for me, like the mining aspect of it, like when I'm mining like one of those giant veins, the the the, the amount of times I have to wait for that stupid mining gun to cool down <laughs> just drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm like, don't give me this big, or or give me another. Like, if you if you gave me a clear path, it'd be like, okay, you have this gun, but you could get this ship mining laser that would make it go a lot quicker if you did all this stuff. I would I would totally do that, but it's like I'm just, and also, and I think it happens in the PS4 version as well. I'm I'm not sure, but a when I ping the the things, I get like this weird grid that goes up around the veins, and it's got like this almost looks like a Tron grid that goes around it, and it doesn't go away. And so it's almost like the wireframe, like the hitbox of the thing. I know what you're talking about, but mine always goes away. It doesn't go away most of the time. That's weird. And also, it, I think it, it and again, I, I again, this is across all the game, but when you're mining one of those big, huge veins, right? Like if you mine the bottom of it, it just floats in the air. Yep. Yeah. And a part of me goes like, well, if I'm able to like take out the whole base, it should just like destruct and I should get the minerals, you know, or something. So there's just like, ease of use stuff where i'm like that i'm like this this is There's not also, difficult to be to be fair there are floating islands in the game there are absolutely but i'm just saying for the act of mining the stuff i'm not yeah. talking about fiction wise i'm talking about like for for mining the stuff i i it's not like i'm mining and i'm like oh my god i'm getting too cold i'm gonna have to and, and, and uh, i understand if, if the loop of the game was like you got to survive this area <clears throat> but survival elements are very easy like not always i mean there are planets where you know, I had I had a radiation one where my my uh, super protection would be out in about like fifteen seconds. Okay, well that's different then. But I mean, for the most part, I'm on ninety five percent of the planets. You're not getting that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean that's an extreme case. Yeah. But like I've only run into like one of those planets where I was like, oh geez, I should actually craft. Like it, in the time that I've played, I've gotten upgrades for just about everything. I've gotten upgrades for radiation protection, um, and I've like never felt the need to equip it until I hit that planet. Mm. It was like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to be doing this every 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah. So I just crafted it, and I had to do it like every minute and a half or something like right, that. Right, right. And that was even with that on. And then there were upgrades you could do further to make it last longer or whatever, and I just didn't feel the need to stay on that planet for that long. Yeah, and let's not even talk about the whole other discussion about the fact that the upgrades for your suit take up inventory slots on an already preciously small inventory is, I, I just think 
it's not a fun mechanic. No, it's not. And and it's not like again, I've played some survival games. I don't play a lot of them, but I've played some of them. And and there's a push pull to those things where it's like, okay, if you want to do this, you gotta you, you have to sacrifice this kind of thing, right? And it's playing with the idea that you try to survive in these areas um, despite yourself, right? But No Man's Sky, I don't feel like that tension loop of like, okay, I need to survive right now. But I, but suppose so. There's nothing balancing out the fact that I'm just aggravated that my inventory keeps getting full. You know, the only way to to combat that is to like have it like a focus goal in mind. Like my inventory sucks right now. I need to find a way to maximize that as soon as possible. And right. the fastest way to do that is to just to look for drop pods. Look for drop pods and find those suit upgrades. I know it's just... and then spend the money on them and do it. Yeah. I mean, Nick was like I said, he probably had like 35 hours in the game. He was still carrying around his original ship. Oh really? But he had like forty eight max slots on his on his person. Oh wow! And he's like, well, I guess I'll look for a ship now. Like mm. everyone's going about it in a different way. And then so with the the more that you explore in the game and like go to a planet and be like, well, I'm going to spend like an hour or two on this mm. planet, like trying to document all the animals. And those little assholes are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I must have hit like five or six planets where I spent like three hours looking for the last animal, and yeah. I could not get the little guy to spawn. Mm. Um. I finally got one of them though. And then I was like, well, never again. I'll just find planets with no life forms on them and then document that. And that counts towards the trophy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like I, you mentioned the mining stuff and like there are upgrades for your gun. Like my gun now has like 25 slots mm-hmm. and I mine things like within seconds, mm-hmm. these big giant things I, I pulled down really quickly. And sometimes I'm at the point where it's like, even before I found this like insane, insane, rich making planet, mm-hmm. Uh, I would see these big pillars of gold and I'd be like, nah, I just, I hate doing that. And I go to another planet and you know how like plutonium comes in like the crystal. Yeah. I would find big, those things yeah. with gold and I'd be like, see that, that I'll shoot. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to spend like 10 hours farming. Yeah. I mean, these giant gold pillars. Yeah. Those veins sometimes like you're doing it for like five minutes. Yeah. I mean, and like, I hate that. Yeah. And like my gun, I can make my gun last like shooting now, like for like almost like a, a minute and a half without it overheating which is great if yeah. i really if i feel the need like oh here's some emerald i i could use some emerald yeah the part about the game that i'm really liking that it just i don't know why i like it but i do i mean i love this i love the uh, the stuff that we mentioned in the last episode with like flying out of flying out of the atmosphere into space mm. flying to another planet it's a great thing for like i've got three minutes to fly this planet let me check twitter let mm. me see what's going on but the part i really like about it is the money like <laughs> i love watching the numbers go up and so it'll be like I'm on this planet that I was talking about where I'm mining these things for 30,000 a piece. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go sell it to this guy. Oh, this guy's telling this for like negative 3%. Right. The hell with you. I'm going to wait for another, I'm going to wait for another ship to come in. And it's like, oh, this guy's buying it at plus 1%. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to sell, I'm definitely selling this to you now. Mm-hmm. And like, I, for some reason, I really like that weird loop of like, I have all this stuff, but I don't want to sell it to this guy. Cause I'm going to be eating like a whole ton of money. Mm-hmm. The economy. Yeah. The economy, the, the economy of it, of it yeah. going back and forth. Like for some reason I get this weird kick out of that. Yeah, I mean, and there are good systems and, and I think good things about the game for sure. It's just missing a ton of stuff. It's missing a ton of stuff. And, or it's just for me, the loop that, that they're, that they're giving, they're putting out is not satisfying enough for me to want to engage with. I think that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I know Steve said you only played about an hour or so since we last even talked, right? Yeah. I, um, it's not that I'm not enjoying it. I just don't feel the pull mm-hmm. to come back to it. You know, Bound had come out. Uh, I got a couple of things on the 3DS in the last couple of weeks that uh, I hadn't played in a while. I got Project X Zone 2, which mm-hmm. I still haven't even popped into the system. A friend got it for me. <laughs> and um, I, I, the time that I spent with the game, 
I've enjoyed it. Mm. But the problem is, is that I'm finding that loop early, like real early. Like yeah. I could see the mm-hmm. pattern and, you know, last time we were on, we were doing the show and I was like, you know, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with having just a mining game and, and whatever. And I still am. I just, it's amazing how much like the hype machine made this out to be like Justin said, the end all be all of games. And then it comes, it comes from being a very, very vast, you know, uh, bed of water to being very shallow Yeah, all around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've seen like one alien race. I've seen a couple of different uh, animals. I've been to a couple of different planets or moons or whatever. But um, I also, I don't think this was a mistake because I, I very much did this consciously, but I know what's at the end. Mm. Oh, okay. And um, I just, I don't think that that's a goal. Mm. Um, I've heard that. I've heard that it sucks. Like, <laughs> or not that it sucks, but like, it's not a thing. Yeah. Like it's, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because I, I know that you're you're looking forward to it. It's just it's a very ballsy thing that when I found out, I was like, "Oh, hmm. there's some people that are going to work towards that. That when they get to that, they're going to be pissed." <laughs> yeah, but that's not my concern. Hmm. Um, I'm going away uh, on Friday. I'm going to have some downtime. I took care of a bunch of work before I, before I left. Cause we've got family plans and stuff like that, but um, I'm going to put in some more time to it in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think despite some of the muddiness of the graphics that the potentiality for beauty is there, if you can find the right place. Yeah. And I think on the PS4, it looks good. I, I don't think, I don't think it looks yeah. muddy on the PS4. It looks muddy on the PC. And that's, that, that's yeah. my issue is that I'm just having, a lot of uh, technical problems with it, and yeah. it's hurting my enjoyment of the actual game. Yeah, like I've I've definitely run into like if I'm looking at like the shadows mm. going across the rocks or something, and they're just chugging along, mm. like clipping along. I'm like, ugh. Mm. But um, you know, the I was I forget what I was listening to. I've listened to a bunch of stuff. I've watched a couple of streams. Mm. It's all starting to, to bleed together. But like, I don't want to plant my flag anywhere for this game until I've had more time with it. Because the fact of the matter is, is that the big boasting point of the game when it was first announced was just how infinitely large it is. And I've only explored, you know, a, a dropping a pebble in, in, into a pond. Right. You know, I need to go to more places. I need to see more things. Even if it's samey, like I have yet to see a tropical planet. I have yet mm. to see an underwater planet. I, The things that I've visited have been very dry and very boring. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting to see a planet that like I've seen other people go to in streams where it's like palm tree looking things mm. and weird looking, you know, dino chickens and right. whatever. And um, like the, the economy system that, that Justin was talking about, I found one of those like trading posts where you land with the ships and mm-hmm. I bought somebody else's ship because I had enough money and stuff like that. And that aspect of it is fun. Uh, I ran into a weird thing, though, where I got into one of those spaceports and they are continuously spawning out different vehicles so yeah. that you can have your pick. And at like one point, four of the same vehicle and four of the same person were mm-hmm. all in the hangar. So every ship that I went to that looked different mm-hmm. was still that dude. Mm. Uh, so I was like, ah, it's a, it takes you out yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Like for all of this that you have, I have four of the same people standing in this room. Yeah. It, it's the thing is it's like the game is a vast ocean, but 
it's vast but incredibly shallow. You know, as far as the pool goes. You yeah. know, it's like and it's it's like as if a puddle was an ocean. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what it feels like to me. And I'm gonna see. You know, I think that there'll be a a lot of work done on the game, and they've said so. There's gonna be a lot of work done on the game, uh, and we'll see what it ends up being. I I feel. I don't have the same sort of uh, anger or sort of Vitriol. resentment about the fact that things are a lot different than when they announced the game or talked about the game a couple mm-hmm. of years or ago. Or showed the game. Or showed the game a couple of years ago. I, like, for me, I understand, and I don't, think, I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think, I think that's a practice that should change. But for me, whenever I see anything at E3 or anywhere, it, in, if, if it's more than you know three or four months away, you know, if it's not coming out that year... I pretty much think like this is not what the game's gonna look like. Yeah, I can yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, but when you watch that trailer that they said was a gameplay trailer, it's night and day. Yeah. There's a. I mean, at that time though, it probably was gameplay. It probably was, but it, just, it was uh, the sliver of gameplay that they had ready to go. You know. There's a like a montage video of things that were said about the game throughout. Mm. Yeah, you no, know? I know. Yeah. And just you know fail fail yeah. fail and it's just it's all not there yeah no and maybe it will be yeah maybe it will be but i just for the game had a lot of things going behind it right like sony grabbed onto it yeah. and they they applied the the pr machine to something that if it was never if that number was never thrown out there and they just made this like this quiet little game and this came out without all the fanfare I guarantee you that the attitudes would be way different. Well, I think this game was destined before the Sony involvement to be a game that came out on Steam in early access and that grew over time before they put out a 1.0 release ever. It was going to be like a Starbound or like Ark or all of those games, like a DayZ, a game that comes out, launches, go like, look, this game's not done, but the idea is there. And then it grows over time. And two, three years after it gets released in early access, they go full release 1.0 and all the features everybody wants are there. But Sony stepped in and were like, look, we want this game. We want, we're going to put a bunch of money behind it marketing-wise. You're going to get press conference time. You're going to be featured for us. Like, and you can't, they can't say no. They can't say no, 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 no. Because they're a little mm-hmm. team. They're 10, 15 people. They were four at the time. Y- you know, Doesn't it have its own like bundle uh, system? I honestly, I don't know. It's possible, I'm maybe very possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. But it was one. Of, it was like the one of the one of the fastest selling PS4 games of all time. Yeah. When it when it came out, and can't say that that's going to change those people's lives forever. And you can't turn that down. But I think this game was de- w- would have benefited greatly from being a game that was able to come out um, in early access or in, in beta, and then get chance to grow as it went along, so they could learn what they were doing wrong, what they were doing right, and what people actually wanted. And that's why when, you know, We Happy Few has gotten a lot of a lot of criticism, uh, and I think because it, it came out in the press conference stage, I think a lot of the attention came the game came from that. It's an early access, though. They get to look at all the feedback they're getting and, and tweak and, and, and change what they're doing based on that. And I think No Man's Sky could have benefited them greatly, and I think they're still going to do it, but they get much less of a buy when, when it's a... Full priced, triple A release, you know, without it being triple A, without it being triple A, but it feels people don't know that people on the outside or on the inside don't. They just see this game is on a disc. It's in GameStop. Sony is promoting the hell out of it. It's front page on Sony's store. This is like they think this is, could be made by three hundred people as opposed to fifteen. As opposed to fifteen, and I just think it's a tough <clears throat> optics thing for them. But I think in a couple of years, 
or not even maybe six months, I think that there's going to be a lot of people like, no, 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 they've done a lot to it and it's good. I just, I just hope that for them, it's not too late. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about No Man's Sky as we go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you look? Is there? A yeah, model? it's a it's a muddy thing. I can't tell the difference between the edition that had the ship. The, the uh, model ship yeah. that came in. I think the box... Oh, uh, yeah, the model that, ship thing was something completely yeah. different. Yeah, I think the what I thought was a bundle was actually just the box for the ship planted next to a PlayStation. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so... And uh, Steve, you, you actually... You mentioned Bound. Um, yeah. Which I, I think we... I, I don't... I've only played a little bit of... There's not that much to play, apparently. It's like two hours long. Yeah. I think I've played 45 minutes of it uh, at this point, maybe close to an hour, so I'm probably halfway done. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people don't know what it is, it's, this, it's a very uh, artsy uh, platformer. Uh, it's got an amazing art style. I don't even know yeah, how to really does. explain the art style. It's something you really have to, I think, see to, to understand how it moves. But the main character, uh, all her movement is dancing. And it's all different forms. So there's like some ballet stuff. There's some modern dance stuff in, the, in there. Some jazz dancing. Ribbon yoga. Ribbon, yeah, yeah. Some like uh, ryth- rhythmic gymnastics, I guess is what they're called. But it's all, and it's a beautifully, and it must be motion captured because it looks mm-hmm. too smooth and to, to not be. But it is, it is a gorgeously moving and and uh, an interesting game. It's it is more a game like Journey or Abzu than I expected going into it. Right. Because when they showed it off, they seemed to be showing off a lot of platforming stuff, and there is platforming in it for sure. And you can fall and die, but you might as well that mechanic might as well not be there because you fall and die and you're back instantly, mm-hmm. um, r- right away. There's no penalty for mm-hmm. for falling. But it's got a very sort of representative story. It starts out, actually, which I didn't even expect or, or know. That was weird. You're like a pregnant lady on the beach and like real, like looks like real ass world. Uh, and she's like looking through this notebook sitting on the beach. And, and you go into this world where it's this kind of fantasy sort of uh, surrealist uh, world where you're this princess who is trying to save her kingdom. It reminds me a little bit of Echo Crow meets Mirror Mask. Mm. Mirror, there, is a, there is a lot of Mirror Mask in the visual style. Yep. It's actually a very good visual, I think, representative for it. But it, it goes this kind of platforming, sort of experiential levels, and sort of also ties in this sort of more like thematic, uh, mm-hmm. this is what the story is actually about. But I think it does it in some relatively subtle ways, and, and I think it, it's, pretty, it's pretty well done. Uh, for me, I feel like sh- the character movement is very smooth, but whenever you're sort of having to be any sort of precise or jump, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, there's something that's muddy about the feeling of, of the game. It's got a tough. Uh, I found the distances, like yeah. the, the perspective mm-hmm. where you are in terms of like where the camera is in proportion to the jump. Yes, you can't really gauge it that well. That you either end up falling short. Or you like just to the corner of it and you just pass it. I had that same experience. Absolutely. Um, also, I mean, I, I think it's pretty consistent in how you jump, but because of the movement style and because of the, you know, the plies and the and the the swan jumps and whatever, uh, it's not always the best measure mm. for for jumping. Yeah, um, there's I also agree. like. A little bit where just like as beautiful as the movement is, it some sometimes collides with the art of the game itself. Uh, there's a lot of pressing yourself up against a wall and shimmying across. And as you're shimmying, the levels kind of form around you as you move. Like if you're walking through, like you see a place where there's a gap and you're like, well, how the hell am I going to get over there? If you dance forward, you can't even say walk because yeah. everything you do is a dance. When you dance forward... 
it forms beneath your feet as you're moving. So as you're coming in, like blocks and sections of things yeah. are forming walkways. And sometimes they just stop. Yeah. And you're supposed to know that you're supposed to do a jump and mm. you have to hold down the button to kind of gain a little bit of momentum. And um, it's absolutely gorgeous whenever it happens, but it's very hard to gauge. Yeah. I agree. Um, but I mean, I, I just like I never got tired of uh, one of the old school Tomb Raider things when you jump onto a cliffside and you pull yourself up mm-hmm. and Laura does that like little cartwheel thing. Mm-hmm. I never got tired of that. I never get tired of watching the bound princess get up from after she falls and she does that kind of kick over yeah, with yeah. her leg and does this just like this graceful, everything you do in this game is graceful. Oh yeah, graceful is a very good word um, And there's a little bit of combat too. There is a little bit, yeah, absolutely. And there's some interesting m- mechanics in the game and I, I think that it has that great, the art style and the movement and, and that the sort of way the levels are forming has almost like a cool craftsy feel to it like mm-hmm. like it's building it a- a- around you like you said which i thought was cool uh one thing i thought and i think it's just because expectations versus reality you hear it's a game about a character <coughs> that moves all in dance and you expect the music to be a major part of the game mm-hmm. and the music isn't so much a major the music is sort of a lot it sometimes it will raise up and like you're you, sometimes you'll do very you know um like a lot of majesty in what you'll do. Like yeah. there are these moments where I think a lot of the levels of the where you're kind of like gliding on this ribbon that goes like around the level after you're finishing it. And that looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. And the music will kind of rise up as you're doing that. But in general, when you're kind of moving, it's more like if you've ever seen a ballet or anything that those moments where like there'll be little piano hits when they'll do something, you know, so right. like burm, 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 burm. and it's, I expected more, I guess like journey or Abzu where sort of the music is mm. sort of propelling and coming together with the visual style. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm not falling head over heels for it like I fell for something like Abzu. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a head over heels game for me either. Uh, You know, we have all kinds of different games Mm. now, and especially from any developers coming up in the last few years, you can get an experience that, you know, you pay 20 bucks for the two hours or the three hours that it takes. And it's just, it's a meant to be a visual journey Mm -hmm. as opposed to audio. Like for me, the... Two two highlights about that game are the visuals and the atmosphere oh, yeah. and the movement. Mm. You know, I didn't. I, I knew that there would be dancing elements, but I didn't realize that every single thing that you mm. do is a dance move. Yeah. There is nothing like if you're. I mentioned the shimmying. You're on pointed toes. Yeah. You know, going across and for and combat purposes, and sometimes even traversing levels and opening doors and kind of taking the veil off of something to go into the next world. You have those. Uh, like dancing ribbons that mm-hmm. you see with people in parades. And the more you kind of uh, like psych them up and move them around, you eventually form this kind of like shield or vortex yeah. thing that uh, protects you. And the whole, the whole level and the enemies and the, the new doors to the new room, it all just kind of swirls around you in this gorgeous ballet mm-hmm. of, of graphics and stuff. And um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I mentioned Resogun when we were doing the, mm. the best PS4 yeah. games and how it was really cool too when that when the PS4 first came out, having a game that was so particle heavy, yeah. That as much as it was just a you know circular shooter and whatever, you, those particle effects and like look at how much crap we could get to explode on screen and it looks good and it's and it's fun to watch. This is the like equivalent of that mm-hmm. in terms of just throwing a bunch of you know 
particle effects, but maybe a little bit um, like refined. Mm, yeah. In, a, in its presentation and yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's if you are interested in like the stuff that we've talked about about the game, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's definitely it's definitely a cool thing mm-hmm. for sure. It's twenty bucks on the, and it's only available on PlayStation. It's not available on uh, anything else. Uh, I think Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica, published it. Uh, so uh, Justin, uh, there was a uh, technical alpha, right? What was it? Called? Technical alpha test or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, for Titanfall two th- this past uh, weekend. Uh, it was only on the consoles, PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. It wasn't on PC. The game is coming out on PC, but they didn't do the test there. And it's going to continue, like I said, th- this weekend, but you got a chance to jump in. You put a good amount into the first Titanfall, right? Yeah, probably at the end of it, probably put like 50 hours mm. into it. And I liked that game a lot. <clears throat> I came away from this one kind of disappointed. Mm. Um, and to be fair, it's a technical test, you know, but the game does release in October. So there are some things... Um, that are kind of in place uh, that I feel like they need to change. And it's funny, you and I talked yesterday, I think, yeah, about this stuff. Yeah. And then today on Kotaku, uh, one of the lead stories was like fans, you know... Uh, I saw that, yeah. Fans Titanfall, are... you know, fans are upset and mm-hmm. developer response. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the things I talked about yeah. were in there. Yeah. Uh, in the first game, you get your Titan uh, over time. Yeah. It was a time-based thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made a move on this one to like a kill base thing, yeah. which made it feel very much like Call of Duty. Yeah, more like a kill streak. <clears throat> yeah. And that's like part of what I hate about Call of Duty. Because, mm. I mean, it's super easy to kill people in Call of Duty, but it's also super easy to die. And yeah. if you're on a team that's just getting housed, you know, in the first game, you would get your Titan. And sure, they could have a Titan, but mm. there's also a possibility like you can get a Titan. And you might be able to turn the, like a mm. small corner of the battle mm-hmm. that you're in in your favor. And like, you know, there was a back and forth there. But it, I was playing um, with a couple of the guys, and they're not fans of Call of Duty's like systems mm-hmm. and things, and so they were dying very quickly. And yeah. they were like, "Well, this isn't any fun. Yeah. We're not getting any Titans." Um, the map design uh, was something else that was mentioned in the Kotaku article. It's very um, one of them. I forget the name of the map. Was just very open. Very open. Yeah. There was a like you're basically in a field mm-hmm. for most of it, and in the middle is this like giant tower. And uh, a it's lot much of, more uh, battlefieldy. As, yes, as and game. a lot of what works, what really worked in the first Titanfall, was your movement, mm-hmm. the ability to I can run from one end of this level to the other without ever hitting the floor, mm-hmm. and it was fluid. It felt great. You were able to just like, rodeo right on top of the Titans and and do as much damage as you could. You could jump off right onto a wall and like run away. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like one of the most amazing things about the first game. And I'm playing on these levels. And I couldn't get any of that going. Now, they incorporated a new thing, um, a grappling hook, mm-hmm. uh, which lets you, you know, grab on the higher uh, surfaces, run across the walls that way. <coughs> Excuse me. And also, you could grapple onto a Titan. But yeah. the problem with that is it moved incredibly slow. So there was tons of times where I was grappled while I was in a Titan, and I had enough time to turn around and shoot the guy out of the air that oh, was really? flying towards me. Really? <laughs> they also made it harder to bring down Titans, um, which... If you have a coordinated effort, you got a couple guys with their rocket launchers mm. or whatever, you could probably take one down faster. Uh, but like if you were like a having a single battle with a Titan, mm. where in the first game it'd be incredibly difficult but doable. Mm-hmm. This time it felt like I've got to hit him with like eleven shots, it would mm. feel like. They took out the burn card system for the first game. Yeah. So in the first game you would have these, you know, three cards that you could bring in with you. Uh, into the match. Might, you might get something like, I want to spawn in the Titan right away, mm-hmm. or I want to have an amped version of this weapon. And again, moving towards like the kill streak part, it's like, oh, if you do really well, uh, they give us two choices. You can get amped weapons, mm-hmm. or you can use these things called ticks, which you could like throw out and they'll go seek enemies to blow up. 
Gotcha. But again, it was like pushing you towards that, you know, hey, you got to be like really good at this Mm -hmm. consistently to do even better to do, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean, the shooting feels good. Mm -hmm. You murder people within like a second and Mm -hmm. coming from Overwatch where you don't die for a while. But I played games like that. Um, I mean, I usually will mess around with the Call of Duty multiplayer for a little while, but I don't know, just my time with it, I was like kind of disappointed with it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to like, I'm super, we talked about this, I'm super looking forward to the single player campaign. Mm. I hear really good things from the previews about it. Um, I want to see the changes to the Titans that they were talking about with the Kotaku article. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see more of the levels. They say that, no, like it's not a change in direction. We're moving into more open space or lower buildings where you know, you're still going to have that verticality and enclosed spaces that you're used to from the first game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to play it this weekend to see get another taste of it. Yeah, I only played uh, like one or two matches, and, and I had the same experience I have with all shooters like that, which is I died a lot. Uh, um, very quickly you know i i managed to do relatively well like i got a few titans i got a few you know amped weapon perks or, or whatever during it um and, and the mode they had they had that mode where it was like sort of like that uh bounty mode is that bounty hunt yeah, which bounty i thought hunt. was i liked that mode a lot it's it's a cool mode so like the, the they'll drop drop pods of uh uh non-player characters uh, ai characters yeah. into the mix and you you both teams are kind of vying to kill those those ais and then you get money for your kills and you take it back to a bank and you deposit it in a bank uh, and then they have at the end of each round they'll have a titan bounty you have to take down the titan and you can kill the other players and take half their money yeah you get their money if you take it so it's a yin yang back and forth which i thought was a cool thing um and uh yeah i i thought the new mechanic as far as being able to grapple the titan was neat and pulling that battery it's what's cool about it what i like about it is that if you grapple the Titan, you you no longer like shoot the the Titan anymore or anything. You pull out the energy cell out of it and then you and then you drop off. But if you if you have a Titan on your team who has been who is doing poorly or is getting hit hit, you can run that battery over to that Titan and give it to that Titan. Give it health back. And I'll give it health back. Oh, that's cool. Which that's a cool mechanic yeah. to have. Uh, you I don't agree. see that a lot in, in in shooters. That sort of like health mechanic outside of something like an Overwatch, which has like specific things like that, yeah. like uh, team based stuff. Um, so I thought that was neat, and I like the animation of when you do it for the second time you like drop their grenade into the into the Titans like bowels and, and blow it up. I thought that was neat, um, but yeah, you know, for me it was like uh, there were times where I would do pretty well, and then other times where I would just spawn die, spawn die, spawn die, spawn die, and that's never fun, you know, for me. It's why I always end up bouncing off of Call of Duty or, or something like that. And the original Titanfall, uh, and again, this is just two maps with kind of specific modes. I didn't even play the pilot versus pilot mode. No, at I don't. All. Why would you? To me, like, why would you even bother playing that? That's uh, not Titanfall. But, uh, but you know, the other what I liked about the other kind of regular matches in the in the first game was that you'd have a lot of sort of AI dudes sort of trolling around the maps. So at least you'd kill some AI dudes before you would die. So and that would help you get your Titan faster. You get your Titan faster, and you did feel like, oh, I at least I did something. Like I I got points for myself. I got points for my team. You know, it's not the same as killing a player character, but at least it did something. And here you can do that, but since everyone's kind of converging at one time on those moments, there's a lot more of just like, okay, I'm just dead. Yeah. Uh, feelings to it. And uh, coming from, you know, Overwatch, which is the opposite type of game. They're not even comparable. You know, but I'm just saying like a, a multiplayer shooter, yeah, yeah, yeah. a multiplayer game that I was, I really did <clears> like, uh, that's the kind of feeling I like. You know, that's why I always liked playing like Halo multiplayer because it took a lot of shots to, to go down. And games that you take one or two shots down, I just, I'm not quick enough. I don't, I don't learn the maps well enough 
to like, you know, and I don't, I know there are like certain strategies being better at stuff like that. I just don't have, I just don't care to learn them. Yeah. So they're not fun for me. Um, I need that, the margin of error that games like Overwatch and stuff give you because I can, I, I'm pretty good at reacting and, 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 and at that point, but I'm not good at the initial sort of like moment of contact. It's just a completely different way of playing. Yeah, Like totally. with Call of Duty and Titanfall, like you have to play your corners. You have to really know, you know, like you said, you have to yeah. know the maps really well and yeah. be like, no, like there is no chance on earth I'm walking out into this spot right, right here. Right, right. And I never know those things. Yeah. I'm always the first guy to walk <laughs> into that spot. I mean, I, I, I did okay. Like I, it's a game that like I could definitely play, but like it just, it, it didn't, it, it felt like the, it lost a little bit of the magic from the first mm. one. Yeah. Like still cool, still really cool to get into a Titan. They have some new Titans. I thought the new Titans had some interesting abilities, uh, especially the Scorch one, which mm. was like all about fire. Yeah, that was neat. Um, like dropping like the... Not, it wasn't napalm. It was something else. It's like a flame wall. Just yeah, like went flame forward. Wall, yeah, uh, yeah. At one time, I was, I was taking on like no lie four titans mm-hmm. at one time with this thing, and I just kept shielding at the right time, and I lasted for a while, mm. hoping one of my friends would get into a titan. But again, like that's the thing with the with the way it was set up and kill based stuff. It's like well, if you weren't getting a ton of kills, and they're all on titans right now, you're kind of like there's no teammate coming to save you because yeah. they're not gonna have like they're not gonna be like oh I just got my titan I'm coming hang on. Yeah. So it was but the back and forth. But like I said. I'm gonna play this weekend. I'm definitely gonna get it. Play the single player campaign, and then once the game is out, I'm sure I'm gonna jump in and I'll have more of a report then. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Um, I wonder if they if they set enough if what was out this past weekend is gonna be what's through the whole alpha or yeah, they're gonna add, they're adding things to it this things. weekend. So okay. there might be another map or another mode. That's cool. That's cool. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Um, so Steve, you, tell me why you're playing Hearthstone again, <laughs> which is really funny because I actually played two games of Hearthstone this week. Did you? Only because I was on my Mac doing something and something was happening and it's like one of the few games I can actually play on my Mac so I, down- I was playing it. Um, Hearthstone is one of those games that I've always wanted to get better at. I uh, I like card games. I like playing like <gasps> physical card games mm-hmm. like getting a couple of people around the table and stuff like that. And um, the reality is that life is chugging on and my plans to heave ho out of the country mm. and go in and live in Canada are very much g- about to go into full swing come the uh, middle of September. And uh, I'm going to get homesick. Mm. I'm going to get homesick. I'm not going to, you know, always have my crew despite of, you know, online capabilities and stuff. And one of the things is uh, my best friend, he plays a lot of Hearthstone and I don't want to lose the connections that I have with the people that are really important to me. So I am like forcing this game upon myself and a couple of other things that they that I know that they play a lot. One of them, I, I no way uh, plays a game called Tome that the way he talks about it, it's the systems in it are brilliant. I just I can't <laughs> I can't. But Hearthstone is something that I can get into. And um even in just like an afternoon's time, like I brought my laptop over, he's playing on his desktop, I'm playing in there, and we were doing the tavern brawls, mm-hmm. which is a cooperative thing. Awesome. Like I love the fact that there's a cooperative thing in there now because I can, we can talk about our plans of attack and I'm learning the decks that we've made. Like he's, he's crafted my decks mm-hmm. um, and he's been playing this game for months and months. He's very good at it. And we're playing and we're playing and I'm asking him and I'm like, are you like, you softballing this to me? And Mm -hmm. I'm like making these things. He's like, yeah, maybe a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to learn if you do that. He's like, you want me to go full Mm -hmm. throttle? Sure. 
So we were playing and we we're playing, and then eventually, like I legitly beat him, I think three times that evening, and it was this like huge elated feeling for somebody who's been playing this game for the better part of probably close to two years. Mm-hmm. And I just started, and of course he's teaching me how yeah. to play. But um, it was very satisfying. I I'm starting to see how you can get excited about digital cards. I've always had a disconnect <laughs> with that. Um, I kind of wish that there was more animations. I think I saw a preview for the Gwent game that's coming out. Yeah, and the cards actually like they look alive mm-hmm. when they when they come out. Like there was a beast peeking out from behind a tree. And it was the artwork was gorgeous and yeah. it was moving and it was cool. I'm like, that's awesome. I wish that Hearthstone mm-hmm. had more of that, but there's so much going on. Yeah. There's so many things. And unfortunately, with Hearthstone, the only way to get better at it is to keep playing it and to keep like using the decks that you've built, mm-hmm. knowing that they're sound. Don't use shitty decks, but right. you know, the two the two builds that I have, I have a warrior build and a mage build that so far have been very good to me. And it's to the point where I now know what my cards are going to do, and I'm kind of starting to see where the other, where the opponents are going to come back at me, and I can plan ahead. And just in little tiny baby steps, I'm getting better and better at it. So, um, so that's why I'm going. I I went back to Hearthstone, really enjoying it. Uh, I really have to be in the mood to play it though. Mm. I I popped it on last night, booted up the laptop, sat down. I got a minute and a half into a, into a match and just hit concede. And I was like, I'm so not in the mood <laughs> to do this right now. Uh, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of breaking your brain, trying to predict what the other person's going to do. And just because I don't have the time in, I, I, I get, I feel very defeated very easily. Yeah. Um, so it's been really good to play with. I have at least three or four people that I can play friendly games with that cool. will advise me, be like, you know, uh, uh, don't, you know, save that card. Don't don't use that yet. You're gonna need that because I have this thing coming up that that's an exact you know uh, counter to what I'm gonna throw at you right. in about two moves. And we'll have a round like that, and then we'll have a round where it's you know facing opposite mm-hmm. old school. Mm-hmm. You can't see my screen. I can't right, see yeah, your screen. Yeah. And uh, it felt good because you know I have a respect for him as a player mm-hmm. of that game, and he's like, dude you're already getting way better just in like the last three days. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I've always had like a distant respect for, for Hearthstone. I, I like, I can't even get through all of the like tutorial levels, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, like the, the, against the computer stuff. Yeah. Like without losing. So I'm not good at it at all, but I haven't put any money into it yet. Yeah. Me neither. I don't think you really have to, Well, you could get the solo adventures. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's to, true. Yeah. Like the league of explorers is 20. Um, it's black, black rock mountain is, uh, 25. Uh, and it's all like you're guaranteed. Uh, one of them is like 43 new cards. Another one's 41 new cards and there's 35 new cards. Mm-hmm. And there's also the brand new thing, uh, Night at Karazhan, yeah, uh, which is kind of a uh, Great Gatsby Hearthstone that's, that's theme. Cool. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Like the main dude is the Leonardo DiCaprio. That's comes up on the screen and holds up his drink. Oh, you know, yeah. the smiling and the little mm-hmm. the little ting glint yeah. in his teeth. You know, hey, yeah. and um, oh that blizzard. Yeah, some of the banter is really funny, and um, you know, it's. I can't play poker to save my life. I can't play card games mm-hmm. with people when people are like gathering around like, oh, you want to play this? Do you want to play that? Oh, come on, man. Like, I could play Go Fish. <laughs> I could play 
21 and uh, Asshole, and that's it. So <laughs> I used to play Asshole. At my Oh, that sounds terrible. Um, yeah, moving on. All right. <laughs> speaking, just quickly, speaking yeah. of uh, card games, I uh, was down in Port Jeff uh, last weekend or weekend before, actually. And I, they have a board game store down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've, I've only I'm been there. Like, that it's still open, by the way. Yeah. They must do okay. They must do okay. But I like. I, I'm always amazed. Is that the one near Say Cheese? Uh, it's right next to the ice cream shop. Yeah, it's right next to the ice cream shop. Like right across from it. Yeah. Uh, it's in the, like that little square where the boat restaurant. That was. corner. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that closed. Yeah, no, the one on the corner. It, but the, that one closed. There's another one. Yeah, oh. there's another one. Yeah. It's. It's over by the brewery there. Right okay. next to the brewery. Oh, all right. Um, so I went in there, and I came out with something which I did not expect. What'd you I bought a deck-building game. Oh, cool. A Marvel one. Oh, Ooh, which one? Okay. Uh, Legendary? Yes, I've oh, played it. Nice. Uh, I've never played one of those before. I bought it on a whim. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, and oh, hey, those things are expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It came out to like 70 bucks. But I was thinking like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, we get get the guys together mm-hmm. one night and, and give it a shot. And I haven't, I actually haven't done anything with it yet, but... Uh, yeah, like I've been getting like the idea of like you know you you guys are doing the D and D campaign mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, I want to do something. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I was there with uh with with Bobby North. Mm. Oh, cool. And um, he ended up buying um boss fight. Oh, nice. That's a great game. At one and two. That's an awesome. So game. So he was buying stuff, and uh, then I was looking at this thing more and more, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy this. Like, I don't. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. If I don't like it, it's like I bought a video game I don't yeah. like. But I wanted to like try it, and so mm-hmm. eventually I'll try it and let everyone know how it is. We should play boss fight one night. That game is awesome. Yeah, I hear it's really good. I, I know that you cool. liked it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really cool. It's like this. People don't know what it is. Boss fight's a it's a card game. It's a deck game. But what you do is you you kind of you build uh, a dungeon with these yeah. cards yeah. that's meant to attract adventurers. Mm-hmm. And so you put certain things in, in your in your dungeon that attract certain kinds of adventurers and then there's an adventurer pile and you put one out and that one will go towards your dungeon then it has to go through your traps and all this kind of stuff. It's a cool it's a cool game. It's, yep. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a neat game. Um, I've played the Alien vs. Predator uh, version of Legendary and mm. the Marvel version and it's a lot of fun and it's really cool that you can uh, you could do it cooperatively as well. Oh, that's neat. So you can either face off against each other or you can face uh, foes and just the, the rollout of the, of those games and how they escalate the farther along you play uh, just get really interesting and like assembling your teams and deciding now who you're going to trash and who you're going to keep. And um, the game can change at any moment. And uh, yeah, we were playing that we were playing Eldritch horror uh, cool. I got that. That game's so much fun. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of card games in the last couple of months. Neat. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I played a little. I haven't played very much of it yet, so I'll probably talk about it more uh, the next time we record in two weeks. But uh, I got Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Um, I loved uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution five years ago, which is crazy. That was five years ago that that game came out. Oh, but crap. Uh, I loved that game. It had, it had its issues for sure, but I loved sort of the the story elements, the conversation elements, the sort of way you can uh, uh, attack situations in, in either a stealthy or sort of, you know, uh, guns blazing type of way. And this game has that same feeling so far. Uh, I have not played enough of it to, to really be able to make a call e- either way uh, about it. Did they do a good job explaining what happened in the previous game? Because I've never played a Deus Ex game. There is, there is a... When you start the game, it goes, Hey... Uh, did you play Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution? Or did, or maybe you didn't, but it came out five years ago. Here's a 12-minute 
uh, movie, little mini movie, uh, that explains the entire story of the of Deus Ex: oh, Evolution. And I, I watched it because I played this game five years ago. I really do not remember what happened, other than like the big broad stroke stuff. So that was a cool thing to rewatch. So I'd say even if you haven't played the first game, you can play this game because you watch that thing, you'll get the, the the whole point of it. But the whole thing of the game is basically. You're, uh, it's kind of like a cyberpunk uh, future. You're, there are these uh, augmented people in the world. Basically, they have you know super advanced prosthesis. Basically, they can make their arms make them stronger. They can you know get like these like a blade put into their arms. You know they can have super sight. They can have lungs that don't get affected by gases or poisons or whatever. And in 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 the original game, in the first not the original game in Human Revolution, uh, this sort of uh, th- this kind of consortium of people. Uh, created this incident with Augs that made them all go haywire for like 10 minutes so or something longer than that so they end up killing like millions and millions of people because right. they couldn't control their augments uh, and so now in Mankind Divided there's a sharp like you know it's almost like mutants in, in the X-Men right the, the people are terrified of them uh, they think they're going to have another another incident where they're going to all go crazy again. And so there's a lot of laws and persecution going on. And your main character, Adam Jensen... Like it, Alex and Ada. Like Alex and Ada is, is an augmented uh, human. And you, you work for the government, but there's something else going on. Either the people you work for maybe a little shady or Ta-ta. something. That's a lot of conspiracies. That's a lot of what these, this game, the, the games are about. Uh, I really like the voice acting. I really, and again, I'm speaking much more about the first one because I, I haven't played enough of this one. But so far, it's played a lot, almost identical to, to, to that first one. So I'm excited to, to dive into it. Did more. you get it on disc or digital? I got it on PC. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so that's where I, that's where I got it. And uh, there's apparently been problems for people on the PC version. I haven't had any problems. So uh, my problem. Did you buy it on Steam? Yeah. You could always uh, you could always guest it. Oh, that's right. I can Justin. like lend it to you or whatever. Yeah, my computer can't run it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, your computer definitely can't run it. Uh, so I've been playing that, and then I also have actually been playing Deus Ex Go. The, the the it's sort of in the line of the Hitman Go. Is it another Go. one of those Go games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, and it's awesome. I hear it's really good. It's awesome. I mean, Ooh. it it looks it looks great. And what I love about the Go games is that they, that they adapt the sort of the sort of board game style they do to the game that to the property that, that they're, they're going off of. And so it doesn't play, it's not really like uh, Hitman Go or Lara Croft Go at all, other than the fact that it has sort of like that same sort of perspective. Um, and it is turn-based, but it's different. It's not, it's not totally turn-based, which is an interesting thing. Hmm. Um, is it free? No, no, it's like five bucks. Five bucks? Yeah, it's five bucks. I'm playing it on my iPhone uh, 6 and it runs, it runs great. Uh, and apparently, after you beat it, you get uh, upgrade points in the in the DSX Mankind Divided. Oh, that's cool! So uh, uh, that's part of an impetus for me for me to keep playing it. And uh, on the Square Enix Eidos front, I also played episode four of Hitman, which is Bangkok. I will eventually play that game, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I d- I had to kill a Jared Leto type rock star guy. <laughs> nice. Uh, which one's been your favorite so far out of all the episodes? I think episode two was probably my favorite, which was Sapienza. Someone where you had to like infiltrate this mansion, and uh, there seemed to be the most sort of like wacky, crazy things you could do to, to take out the guy. But I did kill my second target with a pool ball in this one. So, All right, uh, nice. that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, that game is awesome. It's just it's a ton of fun to play. You know, I, like I, every time you talk about it, I'm like, I really want to play that mm-hmm. game. I like I haven't played Hitman since Blood Money, mm-hmm. um, and I think about it, and it's just like I know I'm terrible at these so i'm gonna get it and i'm you know I, I, I if i end up doing it which i will because i'm sure this is gonna come up for game of the year 
Um, I'm probably going to just start like buy that like $15 like starter pack yeah, and like should. play the first mission. Yeah, that's what I did because I because for me I couldn't even get through Blood Money. Like I played like one or two missions and I would just every mission would be the same. I would start doing really good and then I would get seen <laughs> once and then it was over and I just All murder everybody. Right. Murder. Uh, and so I gave up on the game. So when this game was coming out, I was like, that seems cool, but like I love the idea of Hitman, but never I've never been any good at playing them. And I just said, you know, this $15 thing, I'll try it out. If I don't like it, I spent 15 bucks, whatever. And I, I really loved it. And I'm not great at it. I mean, I get caught a lot, but I definitely use the safe system to my... So basically what I do is I go, I get to a place where I feel okay. And I'm like, I want to try something crazy. And so then I just sa- manually save it. And then I do the crazy thing. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, I just reload back to before I did the crazy oh, thing. I think it was a game like that. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of like Skyrim or like Fallout. Uh, but more Skyrim was... Oh, like here's a master lock pick. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have ten lock picks. Yeah, I'm gonna attempt it anyway. I'm just gonna save after it, like you know, and then just go. I'll go through all ten, and I'll just revert back, and I'm like, I'll eventually get this. Yeah, and that would work so many times. Yeah. So part of for me is just like I, I want to be experimental about the game. I'm not looking to do like a perfect run or anything like that. Mm. So I'd rather be like, you know what? Let me save it here because at this point, I've gotten the outfit I wanted. I've gotten like the opportunity I've wanted going, but I want to try something sort of weird here. Uh, and so then I'll save it and I'll be able to do it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I love those moments where you think there's no absolute chance you can pull it off. Like, like oh, fuck, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and then you kill the guy or, you, you know, you kill the guy you're trying to kill and you steal his costume and then you throw him over the edge just as the other guy walks around the corner and you're like, nope, nothing to see here. Everything is perfectly fine. I am just... I am a guy who actually works at this hotel, not a giant bald man with a barcode on the back of his head. I had so much fun. My first Hitman game was Absolution Mm. when it came out. And still, I think to this day, one of my favorite gaming moments of all time was the first time that I was crawling along the side of the building and that guy had gotten the call from his doctor and he'd been cleared of cancer. And uh-huh. I just reach into the into the window and huck him out and kill him. He's all excited. He's about to call his wife and just, sorry, buddy, I need to get in here. What? It just, I was dying. What is the uh, the pricing structure for the episodes? So it's, uh, it's $15 for what they call the starter pack, which gets you the first episode. Okay. Um, and then it's $10 per episode as it goes along, or you can just buy one $60 okay. pack of them. I think it, it will cost you more if you buy them all separately. Mm. So I think there's six or I think there's six total episodes. So probably like 65 to buy them all separately. Uh, but I enjoy doing it that way because, you know, I mean, at this point now, if I, if I was like going to rewind and go back in time and be like, Hey Bobby, just buy the whole thing now because you're going to play them all. Yeah. But it, it's great to just, because if the first one's like, I, li- I really like this. I'll play the next one. And I bought the next one just to see because I wasn't sure if I was going to still love it and I ended up still loving it. So at this point, it's like, okay, every month I spend 10 bucks and I get like two, mm. two and a half hours of really fun stuff to do. Worth it. And then I can I can always... Go, and the cool thing is like I, I, I'm getting the itch to go back and do the missions again and see if I can do them differently or do them better or what, what have you. But it, it's got that great thing where it's just got that kind of clockwork world where you can really make like really crazy and, mm. and, and weird things happen. I'm always a little hesitant with the episodic stuff just in the in the price in that like I remember when Life is Strange was coming out where if you waited just a little bit, they were having bundle deals left and right on that game right. and eventually it cost you like $7 for the whole thing. Which I'm sure they'll do that here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say that about almost any game. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they'll do that here too. For me, like I... I I don't want to wait until it's all out to, mm-hmm. to play it. So I'm good doing it the way I'm doing it. 
But it'll also be one of those games where if that happens, I'll be the first one on Twitter being like, you guys should buy this game. It's $20. It's amazing. You yeah. know? So uh, I'm totally okay with that. I'm getting a lot of enjoyment. I'm going to I'm gonna grab the uh, first episode tonight and check it out. It's, it's really neat. And, and, and I, I love the stories that, that come out of it. Cool. Yeah. I would grab the first episode tonight, but Overwatch. Overwatch. Maybe a new hero soon. Finally, Sombra is going to get announced. God. I, so I really have not been paying attention to that at all. But today I just happened to be on the Reddit, the subreddit mm-hmm. for Overwatch. And there was like a countdown happening. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to be here when like it all happens. And then it was just like a big, it was like big troll. Like another countdown started. Oh. And I was like, are you for real? <laughs> and like to watch everyone lose their mind is That's hysterical. Awesome. But I've been like, uh, I, I just, I, I love, I spend a good part of my day on that Reddit mm-hmm. just watching play the games. And so I saw the best thing I've seen so far. Uh, it's on the new map, which is not out on console yet. It's oh, not. Yeah. Ex- tec- um, I can't even map. say like, the I, name. I can. I can wild or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's. 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 Uh, I would. I would assume it's what's his name's like home turf. Uh, Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, it's actually technically not even out on PC. It's on their PTR, which is like their test server. Oh, their test server. Yeah. Uh, and it's a roadhog, and he shuts down four alts in a row. Oh wow! So he shoots a rip tire. He kills a soldier. Oh uh, no! He kills a tracer doing her alt. Then a soldier comes in with his, he kills her, and then he, a Farah is like right above him doing justice or Justin Rain Justice Reigns from above and he just shuts her down too. Oh my She's god. Like, I will never do anything that cool in that game ever. Uh, the comments were the best on that though. Fun little Overwatch fact. Uh I hate Fairyland, the mm-hmm. Scotty Young book. Yeah. Uh issue number eight, uh there was a guest appearance from Torbjorn. Oh really? In the comic. Yeah, he shows up. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's really, really cool. Um Steve, yes. Give me a, the quick, the quick pitch on Box Box Boy. Box Box Boy is a little game that I picked up for five dollars for the 3DS. Uh, it is a cutesy game that the graphics are likened to maybe something like Super Meat Boy. Mm, okay, but um, wait, is this a sequel to Box Boy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, the deal. I don't remember what the story elements are, but the the puzzle mechanics are pretty cool. You are a box. And you have to traverse. You're also a boy. Yes, and also a boy. <laughs> and you have to traverse these levels. The only thing is that you are you're limited in the amount of times. Like, if you want to think of it in terms of moves, uh, they will give you a number at the beginning of the level, and they'll say, you know, you have twelve boxes to get to the end of this. And then there are, of course, things that you can collect as well. So the goal becomes either if you're satisfied with just getting through to the end of the level. Or do you want to be hardcore about it and figure out a way to use all 12 of those boxes to get, you know, the special uh, collectibles mm. and the perfect bonus at the end and, you know, get the the fanfare and the points and stuff like that. And um, just like many puzzle games, I, I, I booted it up, I started it, and puzzle games are like kind of my jam. Mm. Like I, I really enjoy them, my favorite kind of games. And I'm cruising along and I'm building my boxes and doing my things. And there's all these different mechanics where like you want to place a box on a moving platform and that platform will then push something that will shove another thing Mm. onto that. But you need to make sure that you have enough boxes to step up onto that box to make it across and the whole thing. And you can take boxes away, but it doesn't replenish the amount that you have left. So you can clear something to kind of get it out of the way and just concentrate on the next thing, but it doesn't help you in terms of getting new boxes. And I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I'm I'm so smart, like, I'm so good at this, and blah, blah, blah. And then just like that, something came along that I know it is so 
simple and it's right in front of my face and I have not been able to figure it out <laughs> since and I refuse to look up a solution. I will figure it out. <laughs> but I had like three people in that room and I passed that 3DS around. And I was like, yo, look at this. And nobody was able to figure it out. Instead of being angry and like hard quitting on the game, like, oh, forget this. Oh, $5, you know, fuck mm. that. But I am so intent on figuring it out and moving forward. Um, for the price, it's awesome. If you've got a 3DS in your pocket and you're waiting around somewhere and you want to just pick out a really good puzzler while you're waiting in a waiting room to go into whatever, it's really good. I like it a lot. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, heard, I heard good things about that uh, that original game. It's, so you know, it's simple mm-hmm. yet complex. And uh, everything, like every function that they give you is... it. F- pulled off flawlessly there's no there's no hitches or or anything there's no puzzle that you can't see a solution to mm. you can you just got to find it you know it's there nice so those are the best kind nice awesome awesome yep. uh really quick we got a couple of listener uh questions shoot uh this is from uh, jeff beaton it says with the new rise in the cost of ps plus is it still worth it so people don't know PS Plus, uh, the price is going up $10 for the year. So it's going from $50 to $60. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's starting at the end of September. I think it's effective. So anyone, anyone's um, uh, subscription that, that renews after September 22nd or whatever the date is, is going to be $60 instead of uh, $50. So let's hey, deal that with that. Be me. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think, Justin? Oh, it depends. A, do you like playing online? Mm. If you like playing online, hey, it's the cost of living. Yeah. You know? Rent goes up, the price of milk goes up, mm-hmm. PS Plus is going up. It's just it's it's like a thing you can't avoid. Mm-hmm. You get angry about it, but hey, if you want to play online, the, you know, yeah. this is the deal. If you don't play online and you enjoy getting those games, I still think it's worth it. Uh, I know people are not thrilled at the PS Plus lineup, but I think there's sixty dollars value there For over the course of the year. Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Like a game like. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what came out last month? It's Tricky, like five Tricky Towers. Tricky Towers, Tricky Towers is like a cool game. Yeah, uh, but like yeah. you know, eventually something like you know Firewatch. If you haven't played Firewatch, mm. it will eventually be on there. Yeah. And like that game was twenty dollars by itself. I it, it's it was worth that amount of money. Mm-hmm. But over the course of a year, yeah, there's going to be sixty dollars worth of games, especially if you own multiple PlayStation platforms. Mm-hmm. If you own a PS3, if you own a Vita, you're getting all those things as well. Yeah. If you don't and you just own the PS4, I still think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I mean, I think that it now it's just as, it's only as much as the Xbox li- Xbox Live is now, uh, which I think is also $60. I think I thought the Xbox Live dropped in price. I, I have no idea. I will I, check I, that, actually. I think actually. it's 60 bucks. I think when I get charged for it every year, it's 60 bucks. Uh, every amount I use Xbox Live, I'm, I'm wondering if that's worth it for me or, or, or not. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, PS Plus, I agree with Justin. I, I don't want to ex- expand on what he said because I agree with pretty much everything he said. For me, the free games are worth it. That's the main thing that like... Plus um, you get discounts. You get discounts too, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, there's a lot of... PS, I've gotten games... I, I think I got Injustice Gods Among Us because I was a PS Plus member for like $3. As of February 2015, it is $40 a year. Oh, really? For Xbox Interesting. Live. Interesting. That's an interesting value proposition between the two of those yeah. things now. Uh, but I still, I still feel like, I mean, because I play more on the PS4, I think the, I think in general, Xbox has some good months as far as games with gold go. They've had some excellent months lately. Yeah, uh, but I still find overall uh, the, the haul on PlayStation, especially because it's three consoles worth of stuff mm-hmm. every, every month, I think is, is worth it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that it's taken them this long mm-hmm. to, to hike it up to that. But I mean... Between the games that we get every month, and you know, not all of them are are to my preference, but you're still getting quality games. I've gotten more quality games than games that I had no interest in playing. Yeah, that's totally. for sure. Yeah, 
Um, and yeah, it's like it's like Justin said, it's just kind of par for the course that if you're going to take full advantage of that system, and I mean, I'm almost always online with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I it's it's a it's a nothing thing yeah. it's the cost me. it's the cost of doing business and and, yeah. and, to, and to, to put in perspective raising it ten dollars for the entire year is like less than a dollar a month yeah yeah so it, you know that's it's not a it's not a big hike i think it's still worth it and uh hugh perry has a hard-hitting question for us sure i know what this question is and i want to hit him already who's getting an xbox onesie i hate him <laughs> <laughs> Considering that I haven't turned my Xbox One on, wait, have you seen the Xbox Onesie? They came out with like a legitimate onesie, like a onesie. What? It's like a you know a onesie like the the the, the like the clothing item. Oh, I thought he was being no 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 no. Like, no, no, no they no, legitimately no. came out with one. With a onesie that they call an Xbox Onesie. Oh no! And it looks like an Xbox. Oh no! <laughs> Is it for infants? No, no it's for adults. It's for adults. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> It's very, it's a very funny item to for them to come out with, um, yeah. And I mean, there's a couple things like, uh, uh, there's a couple things that like the uh, we have a leaked PlayStation Slim that's gonna come out. It's gonna probably, it's definitely gonna be announced at that event on September seventh that we talked about a couple weeks ago. USB driver or USB dongle? Dongle for the PC for the uh, PlayStation Four controller. Isn't PS PS Now also that was that leaked yeah, as well? Yeah, that was leaked as well. That uh, that was actually leaked on their blog. Like somebody went into the metadata of a of an image and it said like PS Now for PC. So PS Now, which streams PS3 games to your to your PS4 right now, is coming to the PC. So you and uh, with a dongle that lets you if you don't have Bluetooth on your computer or you want something that's very reliable, that there's a dongle for you to do that now. So the seventh is when we find out about the Neo. Yeah, we find out about the Neo then. So and apparently that. PlayStation Slim. Yeah. Mm. Um, and of course, we must talk about the new Metal Gear game, which is what every oh, Metal geez. Gear fan wants. A four-player co-op zombie Sur- shooter. Survival thing. Yeah. <laughs> looks like, how was that Resident Evil game? Umbrella? Uh, Umbrella no, Umbrella Corp? Corp? Yeah. Umbrella Corp, yeah. It looks horrible. I don't, I don't want to even talk about it, but I was... I, I, I honestly thought... I knew that they were going to make more Metal Gear stuff. I just thought they were going to try to do like, a, like, a, like a, their imitation of a Kojima game. You know what I mean? But no. why copy that when you can copy the worst Resident Evil game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks terrible. That came out of Gamescom. Gamescom was, was very small, was very quiet. quiet this year. Yeah, uh, last year I felt was like pretty stocked with stuff. Well, Microsoft. Microsoft had a conference. Yeah, and they didn't have one this year. Mm. Uh, but we've got the PlayStation thing coming up in September. We got whatever Nintendo's thing is going to be coming up soon, next couple months for sure. When uh, uh, when's BlizzCon? It's soon. November. Yeah, because you can buy a uh, you can buy a digital ticket to it mm. uh and you can basically watch all their their panels Ooh, and, and everything i might do that and, uh, yeah and they're gonna they're definitely gonna they're gonna you can they're like keynote is gonna be public streamed but everything else is gonna be private and and uh we know that over the last couple of years they've shown stuff for games that they've never shown ever because they november 4th and 5th they all keep right. that shit locked up yeah they, when they show stuff there well they hired they hired a whole mess of people a couple of months back that the call for for those people was specifically like an in and out knowledge of the Diablo yeah. lore. I'm really hoping that they're going to announce either a, a Diablo four or some kind of new expansion. That's possible. I mean, I know that there's been the the scuttlebutt about a StarCraft remake. Yeah, 
so that could mean also maybe a the Diablo. Scuttlebutt? The scuttlebutt. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, there must there may also be a Diablo. Give remake me all that Overwatch info. <laughs> that too. There will be a lot of. I'm sure there will be. I am excited. They'll def- they'll de- they'll definitely have something big for the BlizzCon people. That yeah, game is so good. Yeah, yeah. They're doing they're doing well for themselves right now. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> They got the, that little startup that could. Yeah, they got that, that, that's the second highest selling game of the of the Scrappy month. Scrappy Blizzard this month behind Monster Hunter. What was Overwatch? Oh no, Grand Theft Auto Five was the number one selling game of the month. It's weird how that game is selling, still selling. I, I was reading number. I was reading a story about it. I don't remember where it was, but they said that purchase of a of a new console almost maps one to one with buying Grand Theft Auto Five. Like everybody who buys an Xbox One or PS4 buys Grand Theft Auto. It's weird. It's like Grand Theft Auto should be on this like best of list when we talk about the next gen consoles yeah, definitely the most popular games are always the best games for sure come on <laughs> we'll have that argument in 15 minutes yeah or next week for the people listening yes uh but that's that's gonna do it for all the news and, and all our, our game talk for this week oh justin has something i uh, just wanted to uh say if you've noticed chuck's not here yes chuck is uh he's taking a sabbatical oh, okay uh he had to start working nights uh, and so he's not going to be with us for a little while. He says he might be, be able to come back depending on if the schedule changes and whatnot, but uh, we didn't want to like, you know, just not say anything. I like, think people we, come and go. I think you did. I think you did last show. I don't think no, I did. We didn't, no. we didn't last oh, okay. show. Yeah. No, no. We talked about a pre-show last show. We talked show. about a pre-show. <laughs> yeah. And then I forgot to mention it on the show. I miss you, Chuck. Like the solid <laughs> friends I am. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Chuck's always welcome back. He was an awesome part of the show and I know he's listening to this, so get that work done and come back to the show. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> all right so uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh, talking underscore games on twitter games at talkingcombooks.com is an email address you can send emails to uh, talkingcombooks.com is the website you can find the podcast and our, our bevy of other podcasts i am at bobby shortall on twitter steve i am at dead underscore anchorus on twitter justin i am at jeruk j-o-r-o-a-k and uh at jackie turner who is not here with us today what a shame <laughs> Tune in for next week's show when we cut The Witcher and Assassin's Creed. First off, <laughs> first <laughs> right out of the bat, all Jackie's games out the window. Uh, amazing. Uh, but uh, that's gonna do it for the show, and we'll see you next time on Talking Games. Goodbye. <laughs>